Andrea Marie, St. Benedict's Center, host of Reconquest Radio here on the Crusade Channel. On uh, this, uh, O uh, Clavis David is the O antiphon for today, the keys of uh, David. Uh, Brother Andre, good morning. Good morning, Mike. How are you today? Hey, well, I didn't even look to see if you were there. I just, it was a leap of, wait for it, faith. Oh, that's that's so refreshing, Mike. You're you're not a skeptic like so many today. <laughs> no, because it's built. It's do, do I do I hear the sigh of a skeptic in the back there? <laughs> yes, you did. You, you you see, everybody here. I keep telling Maggie, people hear you going. <sighs> Mike, you're like a martyr, man. I mean, I, it's amazing what you have to go through. <laughs> Brother, <laughs> you you really truly have no uh, no idea. No, it's all right. it's all good. Uh, uh, crusade. You're a very you're a very blessed martyr. How's that? That I R, as Junk Bond would say. <laughs> uh, we we have a little bit to, to talk about here today on uh, the Wisdom Wednesday, the final one of the year that is 2023, and uh, we'll be heading into 2024 soon. Um, the first thing is, I don't know. Well, I'm sure you did because you're on his mailing list. I'm sure you saw what Joe Doyle had sent out about the uh, Pope Francis's now. Is there a proper term for what he sent out? It's not a bull. It's not a, is it an apostolic exhortation? I know it's not an uh, encyclical. Oh, no, it doesn't, it doesn't rise to that level of authority. He didn't, it's not a document that he himself uh, produced. The, the name of the, it's, it's, a, um, it's a declaration from the DDF, right? From the, uh, the DDF, formerly named the CDF, formerly named the Holy Office, formerly named the Holy Roman Inquisition, right? So that, that thing, uh, which is now under the um, under the Cardinal uh, Prefect, uh, Cardinal Archbishop Victor Emmanuel Fernandez. Okay. Victor Manuel Fernandez, excuse me, who is uh, known to his friends as Tucho. He's the one who uh, who, who released it. But of course, noting as is as is common in such documents that it was released with the approval of the Holy Father. Um, in this instance, of course, Pope Francis. It's called Fiducia Supplicon, so it's simply a declaration of the DDF. There's not actually, but he, okay, because people were making a big deal. Pope Francis's signature is on it. He signed it. Yeah, I mean, he he, he he certainly approved it. Yeah, okay, so that's... Uh, and, and, it, and, it was, and it was made... Um, yeah, I mean, he put his signed approval on it. He didn't just approve it. So, yeah, which, which was... Which oftentimes in these documents, uh, a document from some Roman dicastery, it'll say, with the approval of Pope Francis, mm. and it doesn't have a signature on it. It's just, it's just said, I mean, you, you, you can rest assured that, you know, a, a, a cardinal who serves at the goodwill of the Pope is not going to put something out sneakily and say, oh, but the Pope approved this, and right. then, you know, when he didn't, right? But obviously they went an extra step in this case to say, to have the, for the Pope to sign it himself, so this is clearly uh, intended to make to have an effect yes. of being authoritative. Okay, and uh, as I say on uh, my uh, my Twitter, this and this is interesting because we had many Marican uh, legislative or constitutional questions that we have discussed over the years. And my uh, former colleague, Mark Kreslins, would always make the, distinct, the distinction. I think it's a good one. Well, Mike, that's the difference between something that uh, is now happening de facto versus something that would happen de jure. So uh, in the absence of an actual positive act of law, say an amendment to the Constitution, people just go like, yeah, but we kind of gotten used to doing it. Even though we didn't really pass a law, we've in, kind of interpreted that one to mean this. And you get a de facto, which pretty much has the same effect. Well, with the exception being, there really is no one that can stop a de facto. I mean, you could, but uh, de facto, we, we don't wage war against de facto as we should, especially when it comes to things like the 14th Amendment, for example. 
So to me, this is another one. Well, I'm not actually going to change the teaching. I'm not going to write a new rule or anything. Uh, but I'll just let licentiousness uh, do what it does. And I'll just kind of de facto say that this is okay. And that's what uh, Joe Doyle has said. But I like what uh, I appreciate very much because I, I, I said something similar. So it made me feel uh, good that I was on the right track when, when Joe basically says that this is ultimately going to come down to good priests, priests that are faithful um, uh, to uh, what the, the Catholic Church, in this instance, has always taught, and are going to be pressured. I liken it to this, brother. I don't know how you see this, and I'll, I'll, I'll ask you and give you plenty of time to answer, but I think that this is pretty much... This is the Velvet Underground or the uh, whatever they, uh, the, 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 uh, the Velvet Mafia, whatever they call it in the Vatican, teaming up with the pedo sex cult of death here in the rest of the Western world here. And how did they wage war to try and force sodomy and rainbow flags and all that stuff down everyone's throat? Well, they picked on that the, the guy that baked the, the Christian cake baker. They picked on the woman who was a Christian uh, a photographer, and they picked on the couple that ran the retreat center uh, for marriages, uh, the reception hall for marriages in upstate New York. And they actually sent, we now know that they absolutely were targeted. The, uh, the, the cake shop guy was actually targeted by that pair of sodomites. They went in there with the intent of doing what they did, hoping and knowing or thinking that he's going to tell us no and then we're going to sue him and we're going to make everyone bake our cakes. Same deal with the woman who was the photographer and same deal with the uh, with the couple that ran the reception hall in upstate New York. In all three cases in the initial phase, the court sided with the sodomites or with the lesbians. Of course, the Supreme Court ultimately nixed the, um, uh, the cake baking decision. But this is what they're going to do. They're right now, Father James Martin and the rest of the, you know, the these people are probably out there. They're recruiting these couples to go and find priests that uh, that they may uh, say no, that may say no, so that then uh, uh, this decision is what Joe is kind of saying here can be appealed to a bishop going like he was mean to me. The Pope said he has yeah, to do it, yeah. and he didn't do it. He's mean. He's a bad priest. You need to get rid of him. Uh, do you yeah. think that? Uh, you, well, you, well, okay. So, so let, let let me let me. Uh, let me just go back to something you said earlier. So the distinction between de facto and de jure is a distinction in law, right? right. It's a distinction in law. De uh, jus, J-U-S, or I-U-S, jus is the Latin word for law. De right. jure means it's, it's of law. Uh, de facto means it's simply in fact. In other words, it's being done. It's perhaps an immemorial custom. So de facto, this particular practice, whatever it might be, and I'm not, I'm not talking about the present thing. I'm, I'm abstracting from it entirely. Sure. The, whatever some practices, some tradition that's done in, 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 in an abbey in Spain where, the, where the, the abbot had certain privileges to do certain Episcopal functions or whatever. Uh, it, it's been tolerated for 800 years. De facto, it's enshrined into law, right? And, and much more so than, um, than the uh, English common law tradition in um, Catholic, in the Catholic legal system, uh, church law, custom has a, a much stronger force of law, right? So de facto and de jure is an important distinction in law. Doctrine is a different matter. Now, yes, in the broadest possible sense, doctrine is law in the way that St. Thomas treats law in, in Holy Scripture, in, in the Summa, for instance. But when he's talking about the, uh, the, the, the um, New Testament and the Old Testament and apostolic tradition as law, he means the divine law. So when we're talking about canon law, we, we're talking about human law. Right. Okay. So I just want to make be really clear. You're talking about doctrines not changing, and that doesn't enter into the distinction between de facto and de jure. Okay. Because a lot of people make it that, because when, when, you, when, you, when you say that uh, church doctrine is law, and they mean positive law. They th they're thinking like modern American legal positivists. Mm -hmm. Then then doctrine can change, and uh, that's that's bad. And and of course they also make law into rules, and rules can change, and therefore doctrine changes, and it's very fluid. We're against all that. And and ca the Catholic Church has a long tradition of very clearly defined, very clearly distinguished categories in these matters. 
So uh, that's one thing. The, uh, the next thing is th this document uh, it claims to be a development of doctrine. Now, I, look, I haven't read it yet. I haven't had time to read and dissect the document. I've read excerpts. Uh, it's a long document. I mean, c considering what it does, it's long. Um, and uh, Pope Francis actually, uh, his documents tend to be shorter. The documents then, then say... Uh, Cardinal Wojtyla, uh, right? The, po the Polish Pope. Uh, his his documents are extremely long, but um, the the but the document this document's kind of long, um, and 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 Archbishop Fernandez or Cardinal rather Fernandez is claiming that this thing is uh, marks a, a development of doctrine from the last time the, the Holy See spoke to this issue, which was in 2021. My, how quickly doctrine develops. 2021. Yeah, yeah. And uh, the guy that wrote that. No, no. So that was when that was when um, there was a a, 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 pre, a a bishop, an archbishop. Um, a correspondent of mine, by the way, who did us no favors in our whole debacle with uh, with the ecclesiastical officials that's still ongoing. Uh, his name was Monsignor, uh, then later Archbishop uh, Giacomo Morandi. He did. He was the one who authored the text, which came out in 2021, which said that no, uh, that the church does does not bless. Um, same-sex unions. Um, not, you know, obviously, we, there's no such thing as same-sex marriage. It's an oxymoron. We don't do that. But we don't even bless same-sex unions uh, because the church cannot bless sin. So we can't bless sin, and God doesn't bless sin, so we can't bless sin. So he said something very clear and lucid and, and, and spot-on. Now, the Pope approved it, I think, and, and then the Pope fired him. So he got bumped. He's an archbishop. So as he he was um, he, he went from being a monsignor when he worked in the in the CDF to becoming an archbishop and and going higher up the 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 hierarchy of the CDF. Then when that thing came out, even though the Pope approved it, he later fired the guy. So that and then he he made him the bishop of a small diocese in Italy. So. Of course, he still retains the personal title Archbishop. So he's Archbishop Giacomo Morandi, Bishop of, I forget the name of the place. Uh, so that was Pope Francis sort of punishing him for, that's what, it was widely seen as a punishment for him authoring that document. Now what they've done, now I'm not sure if the Pope didn't carefully review it because these things are shown to the Pope before they come out. Okay. Or, or if Morandi tried to p play a fast one, I, I doubt it, because these these uh, these uh, curial uh, officials tend not to do those kinds of things, you know. I mean, um, but perhaps the Holy Father wasn't attentive to it. I don't I don't I don't want to I don't want to speculate. I try not to dig into people's motives or make up history that I don't know. So, uh, but I do know after the fact he was he was he was he was released from the Holy See from the service of the Holy See and made a bishop of a small diocese in Italy, uh, and uh, you know th this was widely perceived as a punishment for that specific act of publishing the document which said the Church doesn't bless sin. So that uh, is the, the thing that's being quote developed now in in what in, in the new in the new decree. And the, uh, the, the, the new decree says, so it, it's funny, the reactions are hilarious because you see people, everybody's of course talking about it. I tend not to give hot takes, as you know, especially yes. if I haven't had time to read the document leisurely, which I haven't. But um, it's, it's impressive how many conservative, let, let, let's use old sort of almost antique language, conservative Novus Ordo, priests, theologians, uh, lay commentators, are dumping on this thing and trashing it. And one of them is uh, um, Father Thomas Wyanandi, who's a Capuchin Franciscan theologian who got fired from the USCCB as their official theologian some years ago because he said some things that clearly opposed by name and, and very, very um, out loud uh, what, what Pope Francis was doing. I don't know if you remember, but there was this priest who, who went to the tomb of St. Peter and prayed 
to know what, what, what God's will was, whether he should come out with his opinion about this or not, or just keep silent. And he, he discerned that it was God's will for him to come out, and he was openly uh, critical of Pope Francis and some of the statements he was making. And I think it had to do with the, the, um, the, the two um, uh, synods of bishops on the family. I could be wrong about that, but I'm, I think that was when he, when he came out with the, this very critical Thing. And and the, and this wasn't some trad priest. In fact, he's an, he's anti-traditionalist. He wrote a, an anti-traditional Latin mass polemic okay. not too long ago, and he got taken to task by some um, traditionalist polemicists for it. But um, but Father Wyan Andy is a respected theologian, and uh, and and he was at one time the USCCB's official theologian. So this man is it's not some just some priest with an opinion. Um, he, he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's got the canonical mandate. He's officially a theologian. You know, people can't call themselves theologians. I have a master's degree in sacred theology from Holy Apostles College and Seminary. I cannot call myself a theologian. Wow. A theologian has, uh, has a, has a, uh, an STD. A theologian, or perhaps a PhD, but preferably an STD. And to be really a theologian, you're supposed to be accredited to teach theology by the church. Uh, so th this is why you'll never find me ever referring to myself as a theologian. Um, I'm a student of theology. I've studied theology. I love theology, but I'm not a theologian. Uh, and Wayne Andy is. Right? He is. He has the qualifications. He can say the he's a professional theologian. He's also a Capuchin Franciscan uh, friar and priest. Now. He he was he wrote a blistering critique of it on the Catholic thing. All right, and basically his idea is is the perceptions, right? So so the, this is the big this is the biggest thing is the perceptions. You, you you and and this is I think what a lot of people in the Holy See understand. You can say okay, well we didn't say, we you can't call it marriage, you can't it can't be a liturgical rite. So, you know, you can't go into the church and have, you know, a scheduled thing where you have, you know, uh, Brad and Bruce are standing there at the altar in their tuxedos, and there's the, it, it has all of the appearances of a, of, a, of a marriage, and the priest gives some, you know, garrulous sort of Nova Soto blessing um, and uh, calls upon Brad and Bruce the, the blessings of heaven for their beautiful relationship. And, you know, you've got all the candles, you've got flowers, you've got whatever. Uh, they're saying, no, you can't do that. It's got to be sort of, it's got to be spontaneous. So, okay, so there is a legitimate distinction here. They're basing themselves on a legitimate distinction. Somebody comes up on the street. So, so, so Father Smith is walking down the street. Right. He's in his cassock. It's, let's say he's a traditionalist. He's in his cassock. And you walk up to him and you say, oh, hi, Father, can I have your blessing? Well, he's not going to give you a, a, a he's not going to give you a Q and A to see if you're in 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 the state of grace or in mortal sin or, or attached to some scandalous sin or something like that. He's he's going to say, oh sure, kneel down, I'll give you my blessing, and he'll do it in Latin. Okay, I'm talking about traditionalists, right? Some guy walks up to him who's all tatted up, and he's got the, he's got that sort of crystal meth face, <laughs> crystal um, meth teeth. Yes, and well, then the face goes with it. Yes, right? um, I, I've, I've, I, and I see these. Okay, so in Winchester, we see these folks, um, and he's got that, you know, that like the Betty Davis eyes. He's got the crystal meth teeth. He's walking up to to the priest, and he says, "Hey, Father, can I have your blessing? I'm having a rough time." He's going to do the same thing. He's going to kneel down. Say, say he's going to say, "Kneel down. I'll give you my blessing." Right. So that's that's different than. Um, uh, some formal blessing, right? Now, now, so I think what's going to happen is you're going to see a, bunch, a lot of incrementalism on this. So there are official blessings, say, for, for pregnant women. There are official blessings for, for, you look at the old Roman ritual, and you've got blessings for all these different categories of people. And, uh, and you have blessings for in couples who are engaged. It's not the wedding. It's a blessing for an engaged couple. Well, I mean, if let's say let's say you know uh, you know uh, I don't know Bart and Tiffany want to elope, right? And they're and they're fourteen, 
right? And they go up to the priest and say, hey, Father, can we have that, you know, that blessing for engaged couples? Well, I mean, if he's a responsible priest, he's going to say, hell no. No. Uh, you, you, Bart, <laughs> you kneel down. I'll, you, Tiffany, you kneel down separately. I'll give you my blessing. Go home, kids. I'm not going to give you the blessing that's proper to uh, engaged couples because you don't have the consent of your parents and you can't marry. You're not ready for this. And, 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 and if you think of eloping, uh, you know, I'll, I'll call the cops on, on you, Bart, for kidnapping or whatever. I mean, a responsible priest is going to do something, well, responsible, and he's not going to bless the irresponsible act of two, you know, starry-eyed adolescents, um, two cross-eyed lovers, as it were. Um, as opposed to star-crossed lovers. Um, that, so th 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 that would be just an exercise in sacerdotal responsibility. huh? Now, so um, if somebody goes up to it, so, okay, some priests have this custom. Some priests will do this. Now, many priests are sticklers for the rubrics, and they say, no, this is not permitted by the rubrics, I won't do this. They don't give blessings at the altar rail during communion. Some of them, you, you may have heard of this controversy, I think it's silly, but... There, there. You know, a, a, a mom comes to the altar with her baby. The, the priest gives the mother communion and gives the baby a little blessing, maybe even with the ciborium, just a quick, quick little cross over the child. Um, children below the age to receive communion, they haven't received the first holy communion yet. They'll go up to the altar rail, and the priest will give a blessing. Now, this is kind of dangerous because if there's a priest, is a visiting priest, comes up there and doesn't know that this child, maybe the child looks older than she is, or whatever gives communion. We've had spontaneous first communions before because of this. But uh, some people, uh, some priests will give blessings at the altar rail. And if somebody comes up and puts his hands over his mouth and says, please just give me a blessing, many priests will give a blessing. Now that person saying, I am not uh, I'm not worthy for receive. communion, right? I'm not in a state to receive Holy Communion. Sure. And our priest isn't going to ask him, well, did you just miss the fast, or are you like some one of these bad mortal sinners? So, a priest can give a blessing in that instance, I, I, I believe, right? I, I, I've seen it done. I've seen good traditional priests do it. And the idea of a blessing is, yeah, you, 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 in his, I mean, there's a point in the document, in as much as a person is asking for a blessing, knows in this instance, for, for instance, he can't receive Holy Communion, but he's asking for a blessing, that could give him certain graces that he might need for, for, to, to, to go all the way, say, to make a good confession. Huh? So the, the church tends to be generous with these things, but, but... We know how these things get used. And this is, of course, what Joe's addressing. This is what Father Wyanandi is addressing. This is what Phil Lawler is addressing. This is what um, all of those who are standing in opposition to the thing are addressing. Not the fact that blessings aren't something you have to be in the state of grace for. It's not a sacrament at all. And it's not a sacrament of the living, meaning a sacrament that you have to be in the state of grace for. But the idea is if somebody, if somebody marches into the church, if two Two sodomites holding hands walk into the church and say, Father, can you bless bless us? And Which has already happened. And they're looking at each other, you know, uh, with that, that, that special look in their eyes. Mm -hmm. uh, and the priest says, oh, sure, I'll give you a blessing, guys. And gives them gives them some blessing again. One of these usually is spontaneous Novosoto type blessing or whatever. Pick some ritual for for, for a blessing. Uh, you know what people are going to say if a child sees that. If an adolescent boy who's struggling with normal temptations of the flesh, as all adolescent boys do, if if he sees that, he's going to say this whole religion thing is crap. These two sodomites, who 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 cohabit and who know you know they they show up in rainbow dress at gay pride parades, and they march into the church holding hands, and Father Jones up there gives them a blessing. If that's what what this religion's all about, yet I can't you know think about a normal 
female anatomy that I'm attracted to without danger of mortal sin, then this is all just garbage. It is. And, 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 and you know, teenagers don't need any other excuse to be cynical. They, 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 they're, you know, concupiscence and uh, adolescence working together tends to breed that. So, um, you know, it, 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 it's, a, it's a, quite literally that's a scandal. So, the, and, and, you know, the, the, the thing talks about how it's up to the priest to apply this thing and, you know, it can be read differently and the, the, the concrete applications are going to vary place to place. Well, now you have bishops like in Malawi and now I think it was Zambia. I could, it was one of these African countries that starts with a Z. I think it was Zambia. Zambia, Malawi, they're coming out. And they're saying, no, no, we don't do this. Priests are forbidden to do this. We have not Archbishop uh, Schneider, who co who co-signed the document, but his his archbishop. So keep in mind, Bishop. If I said Archbishop Schneider, I I, I I goofed. It's Bishop Athanasius Schneider. Keep in mind, he's only an auxiliary bishop. Yes, he's a bishop and therefore a successor of the apostles because he has the fullness of the priesthood in the episcopal consecration. But as far as jurisdiction goes, as far as his actual office goes, he's only the auxiliary bishop of the Diocese of St. Mary in Astana, Kazakhstan. His archbishop, whose name I think is Pelk or Pello, or it's a, it's a, so it's a P, and it's one syllable. His archbishop wrote the document or signed the document. Perhaps Schneider wrote it, but basically forbidding priests to bless homosexual couples. So th there's a pushback against this, and and not only that, but the statement that they signed um, spoke of this document coming from the Holy See as a deception. So you've got the Af and this is of course bad optics because it's the Africans. Now you were talking about the American situation. The Pope doesn't think about America very much, or if he does, he doesn't think well of it. I think the Pope's thinking more of Europe and more of Latin America. His his what Where he knows. Where he's from. What what he knows. Right, right. And and so is Archbishop Fernandez. Keep in mind, there's a, there's a there's a, a, a deep anti-Americanism that exists in in uh, in Pope Francis and in um, I'm not sure about so much about Archbishop Fernandez, but Pope Francis has has made his anti-American proclivities known in various ways. Um, I'm not saying there's not a basis to, to, to despise America. We're, we're bullies uh, and, 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 and we're an absolute nuisance on the world stage. Mm -hmm. You know, look at what we're doing in, in, in Ukraine. Look at what we're doing in, in, uh, in, in, in Palestine. So, yeah, we're absolute nuisances on the world stage. I've told, I've told you know, non-Americans, if, if I were you, I'd hate us too. I hate us. I mean, I hate the government, right? And we say this about other places. Distinguish between the government and the people. We say it about Russia. We say it about, you know, even in the Soviet days. We love the Russians. We, we hate the Soviet Union. You know, people can make these distinctions. Well, I mean, I like to think that people could could cut us American citizens a little slack. You would hope. Yeah, but uh, but because it's not it's not us doing this. It's the deep state. It's the government. It's it's whatever. Um, although you know, arguably, we get the government we deserve. Uh, so uh, you know, it, it's this is how the document's going to be used. Basically, a lot of the the things that are coming out during Pope Francis's pontificate, it's not clear guidance to say you can do this, you can't do this, except of course the traditional Latin Mass when it comes to traditionis custodes. But a lot of it is okay. Here's a document that can be applied in different ways in different places, and it's going to be in certain places. It's going to be like Cardinal Supic. He's going to allow all sorts of, you know, creative so gonna, things right, to be done. You're going to have Catholic sodomite tourism. You're going to be going like, well, I'm not going to get it here, but I'll just go to Chicago and get it. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, the document actually does say it's not a liturgical rite. It can't be done as part of liturgy. It's not. It's spontaneous, you know. But, of course, people are going to have all sorts of creative ways of being, um, um, you know, pre having a pre-rehearsed spontaneity. Uh, so it's it's a, on the one hand they want to be able to say well no we're not si sanctioning gay marriage and no we're not sanctioning official blessings of the church upon the relationship we're just blessing the people who need to be accompanied and assisted well but again what happens when 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 Bruce and Brad walk up into the church holding hands they're all in their tuxedos there's a limo waiting outside and and they say father can we have your blessing. No. And you know, th th this is what, th 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 these 
so it's going to be up to the priest, right? I mean, the priest is going to be able to, of course, he's, if he's in St. Mary's in Astana, if, if he's one of those few Kazakhstani priests, he'll get in trouble for doing it. Or, or if he's in Malawi or, or Zambia or wherever, where, by the way, the cultural, um, the cultural biases, if that's, if that's the right way of putting it, the, 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 the mores, a better way to put it, the mores of the culture, the dominant mores of the culture are completely against this sort of thing. You know, cause you think of the Nigerian guy saying, why are you gay? Remember that? You probably saw that. <laughs> why are you, why you gay? gay? <laughs> you know, don't expect, if that guy's a Catholic, and I don't know if he is, there are a lot of Catholics in Nigeria, if that guy's a Catholic, don't expect his priest to do that. The two, two Sodomites walk into the church asking for a blessing, and they're going to say, don't be gay, get out. And those guys are in danger of being arrested because <laughs> it's against be the law. Gay. Okay, this is what, uh, uh, and I want to move on, because uh, I want to move the clock forward. Um, but this is what I want to say about this and, uh, and reiterate as uh, kind of what I said yesterday on a little bit of what I said today. This is the the, the, the problem that I see with this, and there, and there are a myriad of problems. But a major problem that I see with this, this is the church, the Catholic church, the Holy Roman Catholic Church. You don't have to have Roman in the Holy Catholic Church. One true Holy Catholic and Apostolic. This is the church that has a very public, very well-known, and very uh, unpopular uh, 20-year record now of at least in the public of having to fight for its own reputation, especially in the American church, um, although I believe this is, this is spread around the world, but because of our media, as the place where pederasty rules in the sacristy. And uh, that's not true. But it doesn't matter. This is what the media has promoted this agenda. Well, you know, Catholic priests prey upon little boys and all that. So you have this problem here, and it's primarily male priests, male children. It's not females. You have this problem here with homosexuality, pederasty, and it's the first cudgel that the enemy is going to use this to bludgeon all of us, brother. You know this. They're bringing, oh, you mean you, the church of the pedophiles, the church of the, the, the child rapes, et cetera, et cetera. Even if you just wrote this down and you and you put the 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 the, the, the kind of the, the events here side by side, this is awful. When viewed in light of that, it's like so. Wait a minute. So does that mean that Professor John can give a blessing to Professor George, who he knows? Is in a really is, is in a if he asks for it, because you guys can go around and now bless each other in your pederasty or your homosexuality. I mean, the thought is going to occur to people because we're people, and that's just we 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 think in these terms. This is just awful. It's terrible. You would expect something the exact opposite. No, we have a hard and fast prohibition against blessings and homosexuality in any instance. I just, this is terrible. And the and of course the enemy, as you said, what's the kid to think? When his parents lecture him, like, no, no, it's a, it's a holy day of obligation. It's a Sunday. You must discharge your obligation. The faith says this and the other. Oh, yeah, well, I saw a picture on the Internet of the faith of a pair of gay guys that I know down the street being breast by the dude, by the priest over in the next parish. This is terrible. This is the this is, this is not well. Maybe it's something that needs to happen so that you can, uh, I guess, continue the unmasking of those who may still be secretly doing these things or harboring uh, the the desires to do them. But I agree with Joe, and I think this is the way this is going to happen. And unfortunately, there are going to be people that are going to like. We know of this priest over here. He already turned my mother down for communion at a, at a funeral because he knew, he said she wasn't in a state of grace. They're going to go after a good priest, especially in places where they know there are bishops that may uh, uh, come down against the priest. It comes down again to me. Pray for the priest. Wherever you go to Mass at, if you're Catholic, you go to Mass, pray for your priest that he doesn't 
get compromised by this or does, doesn't have to make that kind of a decision and pray for your bishop. You know, we forget about this. We're always supposed to be praying for our bishops. I know it's very difficult for the slaves of the Immaculate Heart to do so because of what you're going through, Brother Andre, but you're still no, it's do a, it. No, it's actually, it's not difficult at all. Uh, okay, well, we, <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> but you still do it is, is annoying. Folks, we got to be reminded here that, you know, priests are human beings too. So are bishops. They need our prayers, and they need the intercession of saints just as much as we do. Now, especially given this, I mean, you just uh, double your prayers for your priest. You all know Father Glaude? Pray for Father Glaude. Uh, uh, Pray for your priest, and uh, that ultimately this will be dealt with. It has to be. Something like this can't just keep carrying on. Some future pontiff or a council will have to go like, okay, we're going to deal with this question, and we're going to settle it. Um, which apparently, I think, if if we wanted to continue this conversation, and I don't, it's already established well, look, in church I would actually law. like to continue. I would like to continue it very briefly because okay. I think there are t- two things that need to be quoted. Um, so here's Father Thomas Wyan Andy, the one, the the, the Capuchin I, I mentioned. Right. Um, he's a systematic theologian. Again, now he's not a lightweight. I, you know, he's not a fan, fan, fan of the liturgical tradition of the church. But listen to this: to bless couples in irregular marriages or same-sex couples without giving the impression that the church is not validating their sexual activity is a charade. All those present at such blessings know, without a doubt, that such relationships are sexual in nature. Yep. No one is fooled. Actually, they are rejoicing that such sexual relations are being blessed. That's the point of these blessings. It is not their sexual abstinence being blessed, but their sexual indulgence. End of quote from Father Thomas Wynandy, OFM Cap, systematic theologian. Now, here's Phil Lawler. This is funny because people are saying, on the one hand, people are saying, Oh, this is this doc, and, and this is from in the document itself. This is a development of the doctrine. This is this is a you know a, a progressive development of, of church doctrine. That and and um, Archbishop Fernandez likes to take his progressivism and voice it and, and frame it in terms of you know uh, uh, Saint John Henry Newman's de- development of doctrine. Mm-hmm. His idea of doctrinal development, I can pretty much guarantee you, is uh, what what. I like to call um, uh, a, a uh, I'm sorry, I'm forgetting my, the word that I like to use for this. It's not, it's not a homogeneous development of doctrine. It's a heterogeneous de- development of doctrine, meaning what was no is now yes, and what was yes is now no. Uh, a, a homogeneous development of doctrine uh, develops along the same lines, right? It, it, it helps us to know further why what was yes is yes and gives us a further explanation. Now, that's a very simplified version of it, but this is the, essentially the doctrine of St. Um, Vincent of Verence that we have uh, in his commonatories, uh, which Pope Francis selectively quotes and which good theologians will quote uh, in much more detail and which Vatican I itself quoted in, in t- talking about the authority of the magisterium. Now, you know, the, 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 the papal infallibility is not given to the Pope to teach new doctrine, mm-hmm. and they cited... Uh, Vincent uh, of Laurence. Now, here's Phil Lawler. Okay, I think I understand now. Fiducia Supplicans is a historic, groundbreaking document that doesn't change anything. <laughs> got it. <laughs> got so because it. You, 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 because you've got the, 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 the sort of the, 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 the Pope's planers are explaining that this thing, well, it, do, it doesn't change anything. It doesn't change doctrine. No, no, no. Fu- fundamental doctrine concerning marriage and sexuality has not been changed at all. And on the other hand, you got them saying, oh, this is such a great development of doctrine. No. So which, which is, it? is it? So Phil Lawler's really, he's, he's, he's very good at cutting through malarkey at times. And, and this is a great tweet from Phil Lawler. I'll drop it, I'll drop it in, the, in, the, in the chat room. Anyway, um, as far as I'm concerned, we can move on now, Mike. Oh, by the way, the country was Zambia. It was the Zambian Episcopal Conference. I may have said Zaire. It's Zambia. No, you and, said um, Zambia. Oh, did I? Okay. I thought you I was, said Zambia. Wow. I was right. Crazy. Um, so <laughs> Zambia and Malawi. I mean, you're going to see more of it. And, and, and you know, Kazakhstan, so um, you're going to see more and more of this in quote-unquote third-world countries. And that, of course, is a problem because these are the places where Catholicism is growing fastest. Keep that in mind. Yes. Catholicism is dying in the West. 
it's growing in the two continents where the population is growing, Asia and Africa. So don't think, I mean, we, we see, you know, we see this sort of Gaza-like landscape all around us in the church, but that's not all everywhere. And in, uh, you know, we're seeing, you know, people falling away en masse. That's not the way it is in Africa. That's not the way it is in, in, in Asia. And yeah, they need, you know, uh, we'd like to see things better in the universal church. That's not a question, but d don't, don't take our situation and just sort of stretch it out across the world and like the, the entire world is the church uh, in, in, you know, the, the, the Archdiocese of Chicago writ large. It isn't. And, but of course, that's, uh, but, uh, that's what they want people to think. Um, look, the war against Christ's church never had a dull moment. Since 3.15 in the afternoon on the 25th of March, 33 A.D., there hasn't been a dull moment. Um, we should not expect that the enemy is just kind of going to go, ooh, look at all the things I've won. I'm going to quit and take my ball and go back to hell. Uh, I don't think that's the way he's going to hit that way he plays the game. I also liked uh, what one of my uh, other friends has, uh, Austin Ruse, said it. Um, the enemy is lazy. He doesn't have any new tricks in his bag. He just recycles the old tricks. He doesn't need any new tricks. The old ones work so well. So this is just a recitation of a, a, an, an old trick, and it's going to be used. And unfortunately, uh, many souls are going to, uh, are going to be damned as a result of, or going to, uh, I guess, earn their damnation as a result of it. Because it also takes the free will of the so-called penitent or whoever the, 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 the faithful is, to march into a Catholic church, go to a, a, a successor uh, of the apostles, and to ask them to bless what everyone, with the, the planet, with the human species, with the human race, knows is unclean, unnatural, and is the unholiest thing that you could possibly do. So I mean, that takes some. <laughs> I have some sophomoric words I won't use around you, brother. But that takes some of those words to do that. But they're going in there and they're doing it. Okay. Last thing I want to say about this, or, uh, or that it has me and my wife talking about this because we haven't talked to any of our friends since it came out. But what is meant then when our Lord says? To whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. To whose sins you retain, they are retained. Now, if someone blesses, if a priest with knowledge, okay, I know that Stan and Steve are doing it, but I'm going to go ahead and give them a blessing anyway. Now, this isn't, it's not in the confessional, but there's a sin. I mean, you know that there's a sin that's going on here. Is this a sin that that, so if a priest, if Father, if Father Martin blesses a pair of what he knows to be sodomitical men who he knows are committing heinous, unholy, gravely mortally sinful sodomitical acts, but they think by his blessing that they're forgiven, that they're blessed, does Father Martin retain their sin? Is it on him? Well, wait a minute. Uh, or maybe the, I'm maybe I'm using the language wrong. Maybe I'm retaining the 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 the, the whole when 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 our Lord breathed in the apostles and said, "Receive ye the Holy Ghost. Whose sins you shall forgive will be forgiven. Whose sins you shall retain will be retained." That's talking about the power to forgive sin, the sacramental power to okay, forgive sins. No, nobody thinks that a mere blessing is that. And again, you can give a blessing to somebody who's in mortal sin. That's not the question. The question is, it really revolves around the the the, uh, the the blessing of a relationship. Now, now the document says we're not blessing the relationship, Baloney. but keep in mind there's there's a thing called optics, yep. right? So if a priest comes up, if if two if two guys, I mean, a good priest, a good pastoral priest, if two flamers come up to him and say. Father, we would like your blessing. I won't. I won't do my queer imitation. I might scandalize somebody. Father, we 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 want to have your blessing, and the priest knows because like one of them's mother is constantly crying in the confessional. The priest, what do I do about my son? I failed him as a mother. Right now, right. so he knows, right? Um, he a good priest would say, all right, Brad, 
kneel down and I'll give you my blessing. Gives him his blessing. Bart, whatever his name is, Brad and Bruce. I feel sorry for the guys with Brad and Bruce because people, adolescent boys, make fun of them. They'll use those names. And I, I know a Brad who's a good guy, family guy, has a pile of children. Uh, and I also know a Bruce. But um, the, 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 uh, the, these guys, he, he takes them separately, gives them a blessing, and says, now look, I know what your lifestyle is, and the church condemns it. I gave you a blessing so you might have the grace of repentance. And I want you to repent, and I want you to come to confession. Uh, you know what you need to do. You guys are giving your, your mother's, uh, uh, you know, a, a martyrdom of tears over your sinful relationship. Mm. And you know it's wrong. Your conscience tells you it's wrong, right? I mean, a good priest can use a situation like this, even with this document, right? The Holy Ghost is still at work. Sure. So in certain instances, you're going to have unrepentant, um, evil, malign sodomites who are going to barge into churches and demand blessings from priests, in front of people, yeah, sure they are, and they'll and depending on who the bishop is, and, and and you know they set this stuff up again spontaneous, right? Yeah, sure it is. They set this stuff up, and they're going to say, if you don't give us a blessing, I'm going to call the bishop on you, and I'll have your collar in my hands. I'll have your collar. <laughs> uh, they they they're they're um they, 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 you will have that, and a good priest could say. Uh, well, of course, I'm in no way am I going to respond to that. I am not going to be commanded to give you a blessing. You know, the, 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 when you ask for a blessing in the liturgy, it's Yube Domine Benedictre, pray Lord a blessing. It's, it's, a, it's a super polite way of, of asking a blessing. You don't come in here and you don't, you don't extract a blessing from a priest. I'm not a puppet. And... Um, you, so you humbly ask for it, and uh, I will give. I will bless you. I'll bless you each separately, because I don't want anybody to mistake the optics of this for me blessing your relationship. And if you don't want that, if that's like good good enough for you, don't darken the door of this church again. There you go. Um, and, and, and unless you want to come to confession. Now, of course, it's a public. If it's a public church, he he can't keep Catholics from being in it, right? So, uh, and, and, and that's part of canon law. But, if he, but he could certainly say, don't ever behave this way in my church again, or I will call the police. Mm -hmm. And, um, it, it, you know, it, 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 and it's the cardinal virtue of prudence that's going to uh, help a priest to figure out, and, and the gift of counsel from the Holy Ghost, to figure out how to make the, the best of such a situation. But, um, you know, even with this document, now, now he could say, kneel down, if there's like, just like the altar boys are there and nobody else is in the church, he could say, kneel down, I'll give you a blessing. Ab illo benedicaris in cuius honore cremamberis. And the altar boys, knowing that that's the blessing of incense, uh, that, you know, uh, I, bless, I, bless, I bless you in the name of him in whose, in whose honor you will burn, right? Um, I bless him in whose honor you will burn. That, I, bless, I bless you... Uh, in the name of him in whose honor you will burn. If, th if that's given and the altar boys will laugh, well, that'll get a certain message across. But, um, of course, that's just a joke. But um, That's a good one. Yeah, well, there's a famous instance of uh, Pope Blessed Pius IX blessing a bunch of Anglicans who came on pilgrimage to Rome, and they asked him for a blessing. And he, and he gave them the blessing for incense <laughs> in, front of all of the, in, in front of all these cl clergymen who, who, who laughed. So there is, a, uh, there is a way to handle these situations. But, of course, this document's going to, and, and you know, in, in Kazakhstan, obviously, it's not going to embolden the queers. It's so, not going to embolden the, the sodomite agenda. In our, the Archdiocese of Boston, it absolutely will because well, that's what Joe Cardinal says. Archbishop O'Malley praised it. Yep. And you're going to have priests, and I know that, there, that there's a cabal of sodomite priests in Boston, in the chancery. Right, so you, so if a if a good traditional-minded priest, and there are archdiocesan priests in Boston who are good men, who are traditional, they say the traditional mass, you know, they 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 preach the true faith. Um, one of them I went to confession to on pilgrimage, and he gave me a stiff penance. Like, wow, okay, he's he's not a, he's not a softy. Um, the the uh, now that's the kind of person in that particular place. That you know, homosexuals will go up to him and demand a blessing, and he's just going to have to take whatever happens on the chin. He's not going to do it. He's not. He's not going to scandalize his faithful. 
So could you give this to us in Latin again real slow? Because uh, we're going to all write it down and send it as Christmas cards to our priest. Uh, 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 <laughs> Father, I, I, Father I, I just wanted you to have a pocket version of this to I, carry into the supermarket with you. I put it on I put it on Facebook because I, I can drop it in the chat room. I put it on Facebook uh, and because some it was Jeff Kasman had this funny it was it was it was edifying, but it was this long blessing. If your priest wants a blessing for homosexuals, he can use this, and it was this long blessing. And uh, and it was basically, uh, you know, may you repent and so forth, right? So, But it was long. So at the end I said, but then again, there's the optional short formula, and I put the blessing for incense on it. And he, he obviously got it because uh, he, he, he did a little laughy thing or whatever, or he liked it or whatever. Whatever one does on Facebook. Abilo benedicaris in cuius honore cremaribus. Okay, it's the end of the year here, and we got to uh, get back to some other business here. Uh, a brother, a, a great year uh, here for hopefully for the St. Benedict Center, and uh, 40 some odd episodes of uh, uh, Wisdom Wednesday in the Cam, episode 401 of Reconquest. This night. It is 401. There was a 402. It's 402. Hey, there's a, uh, you're coming up on a really good cleaning formula, 409. <laughs> you can, might, might make a joke about it. This is the Catholic 409. <laughs> okay. Uh, episode 40, uh, uh, 402. Uh, may I mention to the audience, if you're listening, and you're not getting uh, any of the emails from the St. Benedict Center. Um, uh, Maggie received the most wonderful little email from the sisters the other day. They told a, 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 a Christmas story about how um, if, if you were there at the birth of our Lord, you know, there were things that were needed. And it was like, okay, we, we need some singers right now. We need a choir. No, don't worry. The nine, uh, nine choirs of angels, they got that one covered. And it was a, it was a very... Uh, humbling and humorous way to put out the appeal that the sisters, the slaves of the Immaculate Heart Sisters still, for those of you that may have contributed before, if you got any money left in the tank at the end of the year, I might suggest that you shower some of it to the sisters who will still need a hundred large to repair their our, their convent, the home in which they stay. And I thought that that was a very uh, a, a humorous way to approach the question and to solicit people to go, well, you know, I might have a little bit left at the end of the year because a lot of people save their nonprofit giving to the end of the year and then choose, you know, a charity to give it to. So uh, I'll, I'll throw that out there. Of course, you can always shower the St. Benedict in Center in general with your generosity. It's a great uh, season to give alms here during the final days of Advent as we wait for the blessed coming of our Lord on the, the Midnight Mass on sun, on Sunday, which ironically, or, or to the chagrin of many, you know, Father Damien, who has my priest, who, who has a very rapt not uh, new right crowd in front of him whatsoever uh, at all for three weeks so now he's been reminding people let's go over this again <laughs> if you plan to come to midnight mass sunday i expect to see you here sunday morning yes you're going to have to come to mass <gasps> twice in the same day oh no not that yes that. well of course technically midnight mass. i mean i i'm okay Pardon, I'll put on my pettifogger badge. Technically, Midnight Mass is Monday because it's the Mass of Christmas. M Monday, Monday right. right. So, <laughs> so he did, but you got to get moving on Sunday night. <laughs> right. So he, he, so he, he, so he's reminding people, look, this is going to come. And, by, and then he even said, look, if I have anyone in here that would still think this, I have to say this. No, the Saturday vigil does not count <laughs> as your Christmas Mass. <laughs> Everyone laughed because they're all just looking like, who would think the Saturday vigil would count as Monday? Uh, you'd be surprised. <laughs> so um, uh, it's the end of the year. What is on episode 402 of, of Reconquest? Uh, I called it Bible reading and the interior life. Um, it's, it's on... Um, it's on how reading, it's actually uh, one of the articles that I use is a great, it addresses uh, the Sola Scriptura argument 
that's used by many Protestants, and it, it, it turns it on its head, so to speak, and talks about what the purpose of Scripture is, that the, that the man of God might be <clears throat> uh, made perfect uh, and equipped for every good work. He goes, he goes into some detail on this. This is, this is Dr. Alan Femister, whose article was very good on this. Um, so it, I'm just talking about how, yeah, there is a, um, there is a uh, real place for the, for the proper reading of Holy Scripture in the interior life. Um, something which a lot of Catholics underappreciate. Yeah, we're, we're, we're against Sola Scriptura. Yes, that's heresy. Check. Now, what do we do with Scripture? Okay, <laughs> We use it to grow in perfection, and that's the point. Yes. Uh, Maggie put a little graphic in the chat room from uh, Crisis Magazine. Choose one for Sunday. They put it in purple. <laughs> so everyone well, I was know. wondering what the chuckling was. I was like, is the Bible reading thing funny? No. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but that, that's okay. I'm a teacher, and I'm used to this. I'll be saying the most serious thing, and there are two kids there laughing their heads off. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> oh, he he just showed me a stupid picture. Okay, so, all right. So, Mike and, Mike and Maggie, quit goofing off in class. I'm not goofing off. I'm not goofing off, son. Sensei, I was being perfectly serious. <laughs> Maggie's goofing off because she got three days, uh, two, well, two days and an hour, or two days and 30 minutes left to get out of here. That's because Maggie's contrite. Uh, you, my friend, um, yeah, you... you I don't know if you can get a blessing. <laughs> you know, I was going to say when you're in the middle of all the blessings, I was gonna, I was going to say I got Father Jeffrey Jambon to come out to the Hogs for the Cause and bless the booth. Uh, <laughs> and you know what blessing he used? What's the that? blessing for beer. <laughs> and there is cervecium. There is. There is. There, there's a beer. You know, in, in Spanish, <laughs> beer is cerveza. In Latin, it's cervecium. It's, it's so the Spanish word comes from the Latin word. The Italian word doesn't. It's birra. Uh, but yeah, it, it's their blessings for all. look through the Roman ritual sometime. If you if you have a priest friend who's got a Roman ritual, say, Father, can I buy you a Roman ritual? And I don't mean the little one. I mean the big one, the full one. You should see the stuff that they're blessings. Oh for. yes, oh yes. I mean, multiple blessings for wine, blessing, uh, one blessing for beer, all kinds of blessings for food, various kinds of foods on various feast days. Right. So the blessing for wine on St. John's Day is different than other blessings for wine. So yeah, the church. Yeah, I mean, obviously, none of this is a is a sanction, a blessing on drunkenness, right? No, no. Uh, um, but it, it's it's a, it, it's a, it, in fact the, the the prayers often talk about it being used well and so forth. So um, there's a lot you can learn from reading the traditional blessings of the church as far as what it is the church sanctions and what it is that you know you can't possibly be a uh, a, a manichaean or an albigensian or a prude or a, a puritan when you read the church's blessings for say pregnant women right um you know there, there's nothing there's nothing against the flesh in this blessing um it's just it's a this is it, it shows you how the church has a place for sanctifying everything in fact if there's a silver lining in this horrible cloud uh, of this uh, new document fiducia supplicans the, um, the 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 silver lining should be okay. Now let's learn the real theology of blessings and what and what a blessing is. Well, and I think that there always is, and like you and I talked about, I think that uh, when Traditionis Custodis came out, that it had probably the opposite effect because you had millions of people around the world who didn't even know there was a Latin rite still being said. Yeah. Who all of a sudden were going, wait a minute, they still have Latin masses where? <laughs> All of a sudden, people are, wait, there, there, there's no Latin branches. I've never seen a Latin branch. Oh, yes, yes, there is a, yes, there is. So many, many people um, uh, learn from it. I, I think that, you know, that, that we should just, you, you have to use these things and you have to keep that, uh, uh, you must, as Joseph Pierce said, well, Michael, uh, I don't have anything to say to the cynics because cynicism is a sin against hope or however you said it, you know, because Joseph is like, God put you here. Stop crying about it. He, he chose you to live during this, would you say, awful time. So make the most of it, kind of like the, the famous scene in the Virginia House of Burgesses before, this is before the uh, the revolution in 1769 around there when they were all uh, screaming and 
and hollering about the 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 Townshen acts, and Patrick Henry gets up and makes his little speech. Uh, we ought to just civilly, basically, is channeling St. Thomas Aquinas and going like, "No, I'm counseling civil disobedience. We're just not going to obey." And someone from the back of the room goes, "Treason, treason!" And and Henry stops and goes, "Well, if this be treason." Make the most of it. <laughs> well, no, he said, no, he says Cromwell uh, had his, um, well, uh, Oliver had his Cromwell, Ju uh, Ju uh, Ju uh, Caesar had his Brutus, Oliver had his Cromwell, and if this be treason, make the most of it. And leave it to the high Episcopalian, high Anglican, uh, uh, Henry, to know just a little, uh, just enough about uh, civil disobedience. Well, and, and also, you know, and, and leave it to somebody who had an actual classical education, too, to, to be able to pick out historical points of reference. I, I don't think our guys today can do this sort of thing. Which is another thing, you know, brother, um, uh, I have been uh, saying um, and have been trying to remind uh, our listeners of this. The most, One of the most important things that all of you can do, all of us can do, is just constantly never stop working. And it may sound backwards, but uh, and I'm sure in my own kind of weird way it is. But don't ever stop working on your formation. Formation is important. Oh, absolutely. Formation, I think, is the most important thing, which is why I, we should never, ever be closed door. I know everything. There's nothing else for me to learn. I'm going to go on, and I'm going to start pontificating and blowing if, if people would stop... Okay, so I, I'm going to sound like a hypocrite because I obviously spend some time on Twitter. I quoted two things from Twitter today, and, and last night I was in... I wasted time in this dialogue with this guy who had a real issue with me criticizing the IDF. He says, you got to take that post down because the ID, because, because it, was de it was debunked. Those two women weren't killed by the IDF sniper. And I said, what's your source for that? I said, my source is the Latin Patriarchate of Jerusalem. What's your source? Just, just do, use a search engine and find it. L look up IDF sniper. I said, no, I want to know what your source is. Yes. And this is going back and forth. And then he finally says, well, the, the IDF denied it. I said, oh, so your source is the IDF. Sorry, I don't believe them. They lie. And I send them to a link to like, this thing that exposed all these historical lies of the IDF over the years. And he comes back and he starts questioning me whether I'm a Catholic or not. And, and telling me that I'm, I'm spreading false, I'm, 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 um, I'm, I'm giving, bearing false witness against my neighbor. Like the IDF's my neighbor, and I'm bearing false witness against, against murderous liars who do this for a living. And I said, I'm quoting the Latin Patriarchate of Jerusalem. I was like, are you really a Catholic? I mean, it was just, it was an absolute, it, it, the guy was a caricature. Of, of like, I don't I could have been arguing with a stupid bot, but I think it was a real person. I don't think bots are that stupid. And, and, um, and anyway, at the end of it, I said, look, your, 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 your amateur inquisition's done. If you have a real problem with what I said, take it up with his eminent beatitude, uh, Pierre Battista Cardinal Pizzabella, because I'm basing it on a statement made by his patriarchate. And I don't think they, honestly, I don't think the guy would know the Latin Patriarch of Jerusalem if he tripped over it. I don't think he knows what it is. So he assumed I wasn't a Catholic. But uh, just unbelievable. So my, my point is this. Instead of getting, instead of, um, you know, just bloviating on Twitter and getting all, all hot under the collar because of the latest crap that you don't really know anything about because all you see is reactions. Don't get caught up in that vortex. A bad choice of words, and given historic, given current events. But <laughs> don't get caught up in that vortex, and instead, um, read books. You know, read good books. Read read history. Read Dom Guernsey's liturgical year. Learn your faith. Learn history. Learn uh, philosophy. Learn to think. Right, because what's happening is they've they've just dimmed down our critical thinking. They've made us dumb. They've addicted us to pop culture and to all kinds of uh, sinful behavior and to all sorts of just, just a steady diet of bad thought. And then we're expected to form intelligent opinions about current events. Sorry, that doesn't work. Yeah, that's uh, the, the, that is a uh, that's a bridge that's a bridge that's very much too far. And it's one that uh, you're going to need serious intellectual help crossing. Um, and you're not going, you can't get it in dialogues on social media. 
you know, again, uh, uh, I'll, I'll, it's a church maxim. I forget which number it is, but social media was not created for the promotion of the good, the true, and the beautiful. It, by definition, promotes progressivism. And you know this mm -hmm. because the authors of it, they made it to promote progressivism. And um, it's, it's like Brother Francis would say, philosophically speaking, the tree's not dependent upon you looking at it for its existence. Mm -hmm. The tree exists. It doesn't need you to look at it to exist. So beauty is there. It doesn't need you. I mean, you can look at it, but it doesn't need you to look at it. Um, and, and so it doesn't need social media to be, to be expressed. Now, you can use it. You can use photography, too. But prior to that, what, what would you have used? Uh, back in the day, if you were an Eastern... Your eyeballs. Uh, your eyeballs, exactly. Or, and if you had to uh, uh, script it out some kind of way, you, you, know, you would have used some sort of iconography. You could have painted. You know, if you look up, if you read uh, uh, Dr. Michael Hess's uh, Mary of Nazareth book, and you look at the, uh, read the first chapter, the introductory chapter about the painting called the Advocata, and how, you know, he was on the team that had the Advocata analyze, and they wanted to know, how did St. Luke, because they think St. Luke painted it. How did he paint it? What did he use? You know, they took little tiny samples, and they, I don't know if you, if you ever know this, but they narrowed it down to the, the purple or the blue, the dark blue on her veil and on um, the part of her veil that you can see. They traced it to uh, some plant that makes indigo dye in Egypt. And that St. Luke would have had, if St. Luke did paint it, would have had access to that particular dye from that particular plant that is that particular hue and that you would mix with, uh, you would mix with beeswax. And, and that's kind of what they painted uh, painted with. Wow. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, well, Mike, tempus fugit, as we say. Time flies. Um, yes. Yes. Um, and I, and I got to teach. <laughs> okay. Tempest Fuji to you, uh, um, uh, Mary, uh, 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 a blessing, uh, uh, blessed remainder of Advent, and a Merry Christmas to you and to all at the St. Benedict Center. We'll see you next year. All right, Mike. See, see you next year, too. Oh, so I'm going to record a, con a reconquest for next week or no? Is, you is can it, is or you Mosher can just en gonna? You, you can enjoy okay. the time Patty Foggin on Twitter if you'd like. <laughs> okay. No, I'll, I'll, uh, I think I'll think I'll take a Twitter vacation maybe. I don't Good know. Idea. I'll probably put up the saint of the day still. But. All right, Mike. God bless you and God bless our audience and, uh, and Miss Maggie, who's being a good girl today, unlike <laughs> the other students in class. <laughs> God. All right, brother. Thank you. God bless you. We'll see you. We'll uh, see you in 2024. Okay, Mike. God bless. Bye-bye. All previous episodes of Wisdom Wednesday available free of charge at crusadechannel.com.